What's up guys, it's Hot Take Without the Hot Take here and welcome back to another episode of Junior Senior 2 Views. Let's get straight into it. What is the main reason why Cristiano Ronaldo wants to leave Manchester United? So, according to Fabrizio Romano, also known as the Adrian Wojnarowski of football, uh, Ronaldo wants to leave United. Uh, he is not happy with the current vision of the club that it was that it's headed in and he wants to leave. United have all have said they're not going to be selling him. A couple of suitors have emerged, like Bayern Munich, uh, Chelsea, uh, um, people have thrown around his old Portuguese, his old formation club in Sporting CP in in Lisbon in Portugal as a as a potential suitor to bring him back as a veteran. Uh, I think the direction United are headed in right now. They, it's about their, they, they talk about a new era, it's their, it's like their 50th new era in the past, like, 10 years, uh, since the, since the Premier, since they last won the league, so, uh, they need to strike gold with this new hire, Eric Ten Hag, they have as their new permanent manager, what do you see as an outsider looking in? Well, I mean, I don't really watch soccer very much, but, in this case, Cristiano Ronaldo, obviously doesn't like the fact that potentially Man United will be going through some changes that might lower their value. And that means lowering his value. And so, you know, he's you know, a world-class you know, soccer player who wants to, probably at 37 years old, see his last few years out, a couple years out with a, a really good team. Yeah. And so he thinks that Man United is probably going the opposite direction. They've had a very turbulent season. Mm-hmm. A lot of changes at manager, one, you know, one fire, one dismissal, one, one, one caretaker. It was Oleg on the right. then Ralph Ragnick, and now it's Eric Ten Right, so they've had, you know, three manager changes in the span of a season. Yeah. And it's not, I think, for Cristiano Ronaldo, he's obviously looking at the, the situation of glass half empty, not half full. He wants out. He wants to be on a winner. He's still got skills. And so this hasn't really worked out in his favor. That's what I think. Well, I think I'm not, it's, I'm, I'm a bit torn what United should do. If they, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation for United. Obviously, Ronaldo is an icon for their club, and keeping him around would be would be good. But is he? You, the question is: Is he hindering the the side more than he is uh, benefiting it mm-hmm. with his stats? Um, if you were, uh, a lot of people would be inclined to say yes. Um, looking at it from an objective point of view, I'd say yes. Um, but it, it would be tough not to. It would be tough to let him go. But if for United to really begin a new era, they might they might be left with no choice but to. And probably best to do it before the season starts. Rather well, than wait. well, this is the we're right in the transfer window, so this is the time. This is the time. The transfer window doesn't end until September, right. so this is the time. Okay. Next question is why is no one nobody talking about the Saints? Well, the Saints made a couple of decent moves in the draft. They got a nice compliment to Michael Thomas um, in in the mid first round. Uh-huh. They traded up for him. Yeah. Um, they they didn't make a bad trade in doing that. It, they didn't make a bad trade in swapping draft picks with Philly. Um, but I think the Saints need. They, I don't know with them. They need a lot to go right. They they need a lot to go right. They need a lot of guys back healthy, and I don't think, I think, it. I think management with that move, it signaled to me that management thought, okay, we're just a couple of pieces away. If we can get some ammo in the draft, mm-hmm. then maybe we can get up there because they they don't have cap space, so they need to fill their ranks with um with uh, blue chip prospects, okay. which is what they were doing. All right, so. 
I believe that no one's talking about the Saints because it's a NFC South dominated by the Buccaneers. Yeah. And whether or not, you know, Tom Brady can, you know, continue his good run and whether or not Rob Gronkowski is going to return from retirement. That's been the main storylines in that division. But I think the Saints shouldn't be watched, should be watched, and people are sleeping on them. And I think a couple things. Their defense is outstanding. And their is, defense is, is really is. was the only thing that kind of carried them. I get the fact that they didn't really have a quarterback. But Jameis Winston's back, and hopefully he'll stay yeah, on the field he, and healthy. He has a couple of question marks on his own. You have a defensive coach now. Dennis Allen is all defense, not offense. So maybe this is his incarnation, second time around. He was coach at the Raiders, and that didn't work out. But he's a good defensive coordinator, and now he's a coach. And I think if, if offensively Alvin Kamara can stay healthy and Michael Thomas can come back, he's been gone well, for another Speaking two years. of Alvin Kamara, we don't know what legal ramifications will come with what with happened to him. Besides the but, point, right now you're, let's assume that he's able to play. Then you still have a very formidable offense that can, I think, make noise. Because you're in your own division. Really, you have to worry about the Bucks. Yeah. The other two teams, the don't worry of, about them. The rest of them, don't you worry don't about really them. pay any mind to. Um, will Baker Mayfield be the answer as the new Panthers QB? Now, the trade, the long rumored trade has finally happened. The Panthers have traded for Baker Mayfield for a conditional fifth round pick in 2024. I think this, uh, this is a very low risk, high reward maneuver for the Panthers. They need something. They need something. And Baker was, uh, it's, they gave up nothing to get him. So this is a very high risk a no, low-risk, high-reward maneuver, whether he gets back healthy. If he doesn't, you wash your hands clean of it. They just, he, and they're not, they're only retaining, they're only taking on half of his salary. The Browns will be retaining half of it. So that's an even better thing for them. As for, as for the Browns and Baker, I honestly think this was a waste, this was wasted potential um, on both, uh, on, on both parts. Um, I think last year, Baker was not good. Yeah, he wasn't good. I can agree with that. But he was playing injured most of the time. He should have been put on IR. It was a torn labrum in his non-throwing shoulder. Your non-throwing shoulder is your support as a, Q, as a quarterback. That's, you, that's how you pass accurately. No wonder he, wasn't, he was throwing picks with regularity. So, of course he was bad. So why wasn't he put on IR from the moment he had that torn labrum? They, was it him wanting to stay on the field? Was it Kevin Stefan? Was it a clash between him, uh, Stefanski, or management? Was it all of all of the above? And but but with any to any end, he they go and get Deshaun Watson, which I think was a pretty terrible move. Uh, considering the stuff surrounding him, what they gave up to get him, and what they paid him, and he may not play it down to football this season. Okay. So, yeah, I'm, I'm agreeing with you that the Browns didn't do a good job of PR when it comes to Baker Mayfield. Not at all. They no. signed Deshaun Watson before even really trying to figure out what a was trade going on for with him. him, a trade for Baker. We did talk about the two teams that were still sort of needing a quarterback: Seattle and Carolina. Yeah. One of them has decided not to go in that direction. And Carolina has. Carolina's dreadful. Yeah. Matt Rule is ten and twenty-three in two seasons. You talk about a seat more hot than his, you can't find one. Yeah. So this is this once is again his last the season. only reason he's around is uh, only reason he's stuck. He's sticking around this season is five years, forty-five million dollars. They won't meet that five years. This is his last year. If they don't, they don't pull more than five wins. Well, he did. Well, Tepper didn't want to pay that severance. All right. So you have that. Baker Mayfield's twenty-nine and thirty as a starter. 
Sam I, I think I honestly think right now he's a better option than what they have. Sam Darnold is seventeen and twenty-seven as a starter. Yeah. So do the math. It's a competition. It's not going to be a competition. Baker's going to be the starter. Who knows? But his first opponent in week one is the, the Browns. Browns. So you think he would be yeah. playing with, with, with house money. Yeah. We'll but see. it's not it's not going to be a competition. You, you've you got P.J. Walker, he of uh, wanting to go back to the Houston Roughnecks of the XFL, and the Defensive Player of the Year in Sam Darnold. Okay. So, I don't know. It's He's going to be the starter. All right. Um, Likely rookie yep. quarterback to eventually start. Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis? I think it's going to be Kenny Pickett. Um, I think that's pretty obvious. Um the Steelers do not have anyone outside of Trubisky. I don't think Trubisky is a very good quarterback. He's a backup. He's Here a backup at best. Here we go. I don't think he's very. Here we go. I don't think he's very good. Here we go. He'll probably he's he's okay as a stopgap, but he's not very good. Here we go. You've got Tannehill, who's overrated, but at least he's a decent starter over Trubisky. He's a he's a better starter than Trubisky. He's a better starter than Trubisky. You can't tell me it's that. It's all he, about Mitch, boy. You can't okay. tell me. You can't tell me that he's a better starter. He's okay. not a better starter than Trubisky. Okay. Tannehill's getting exposed. He's in his mid thirties, mm-hmm. um, and he's a very high floor, low low ceiling quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think it, it's event, eventually maybe Willis will start, but it's going to be Pickett first. How about neither? Oh God. How about neither? Because Mitchell Trubisky was a starter. He was never a backup. But he was a starter on skills. a team with your favorite coach, Matt Nagy. And he did have some success as a starter. And I don't think Pittsburgh is going to be... They're used to having stability at that position. Yeah. We know this. They don't have a, a, a this contingency is, This player. is now the after, after part of life without Ben Roethlisberger. They and do. they have a good team defensively. They really have a good team. Yeah, and but- they have Najee Harris. So I believe that it'll be Mitchell Trubisky yeah, for the whole season. You're also forgetting their line is still very young and doesn't still, matter. Still not there doesn't yet. Matter. As for Tennessee, no way Malik Willis starts. It's gonna be Marion Tannehill. You're gonna you start him. Yeah. You're gonna fail with him. It, you know you can't point the finger completely at Tannehill for that playoff loss against. Well, he Cincinnati. was bad though. He threw two he was, picks. Well, the, that, that was on the offense. I'm sorry. You can't waste a nine sack performance, uh, mostly carried by Jeffrey Simmons by that defense, mm. with two picks. Are you kidding me? That was on the offense. Uh, Derek Derrick Henry didn't was a bit ineffective, Very. and also the play calling play calling overthought every situation. Try going for two when it was six. six it was tied up at it was six seven. Um, Why? All right, all right moving next. on. Uh, does the hiring of Mike Greer as the San Jose Sharks GM open open further opportunities for minorities in the NHL? I think so. Um, I, I think it does, but. I also think that uh, the league and fan base needs to also take a look at um, its its culture because uh, there was an event that happened in these playoffs in the St. Louis Blues and Colorado Avalanche series uh, featuring one Nazem Kadri, who is of Muslim-Canadian descent. Now, he was charging towards a loose puck. Uh, he was up up against St. Louis Blues defenseman Cal Rosen and... Uh, Kale pushed him to the side, which forced him into the goalkeeper, uh, Jordan Bennington, mm-hmm. and e- which caused Bennington to get injured. Every uh, Everyone on the Blues thought he, Kadri intentionally injured Bennington because he has a history of dirty play, but he did. But in my opinion, no. 
He pushed him into the, the keeper. There's no way he would have done that. Moving on. But Kadri ended up getting racist abuse online. Uh, racist abuse online. So the question really is yeah. around, does it help minorities in NHL from an... I'm, I'm considering that query from an upper office standpoint. Not so much as a player standpoint, because he's the first. Well, if you PM. think if you think about minorities in general in the NHL, there have been very little right. over so its lifespan. Do I think it does, but I think the, the league still needs work in terms of in term and in term and the sport of hockey in general really needs to sort of keep trying to work towards a better culture because we still had that situation with PK Subban's brother when he was racially abused in the middle of an AHL game. Okay, so. so I suppose the only way to do that is to grow the NHL urban. And I don't know how you do that, considering that it's an ice-based sport. You could do street hockey, but I'm not sure how many, you know, children growing up of color or minority children actually grabbing up a hockey and a puck. Yeah. So how do you how do you do that to actually get that? And also, most most black kids in Canada right now are playing basketball. Right. Because so it's become a basketball I nation. Think it's a, I think it's a, a good hire, but I also think it's the blueprint that the Rockies did. Because yeah. Mike Greer played for the Sharks, and Joe Sackick played for the for the Avalanche, and Joe Sackick's had a great amount of yeah. success, and he's a former player. So I th- I think it's a good move because it sort of fosters the idea. Of, this is a former player. Well, you know, Greer was kind of a it was Greer, Greer was a solid starter. He was a fourteen year veteran. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a Greer, lot. Greer was a solid starter. Sackick was a franchise changing talent. Yeah. It's, so it's either nor. Yeah. So it it really just but with uh, moving on, uh, <laughs> is it possible that Kevin Durant stays with the Nets? Um, considering it's now eight days into free agency, maybe it, it might it might well be that because we haven't had any sort of budging from teams. Uh, the Wolves did inquire about Durant, but the Nets wanted Cat and and three first round picks, which they weren't gonna do. That was that's a lopsided trade if I've ever seen it, even for Kevin Durant. Um, the Raptors have come knocking on the door, and ra- and uh, in the past, Durant has said he that's his favorite team and he's wanted to play for them. I think they've got a lot of assets to be to be doing that. They've got plenty of assets to do that. But will um, will will Masai Ujiri want to give up those assets like like a Siakam, like like a Scotty Barnes? So at 34 years old, I look. I think that Kevin Durant has one last shot at yeah. really winning a championship. He's still in his prime. Team. He's still in his prime. But he's had injuries. He was yeah. injured with the Nets a lot. He missed a lot of games with the Nets. Fair enough to say. Well, that was from the Golden State Achilles stuff. Doesn't matter. He came with that. He signed a contract. Now he's talking about I don't want to be there anymore. Now whether or not it's a situation that this is behind the scenes, where there's speculation that he's Doing this as a, a sign of posturing for Kyrie Irving to get a Supermax? I don't think so. I think he just doesn't want to play with Kyrie Irving because Kyrie Irving's all flipping. Aloof. All flim, very flim-flam. Yeah. So, I don't know what they're going to do. And everybody's speculating the same thing. My thoughts are that they're going to trade him, but it's about where he wants to go. I'm not sure if he goes to Toronto, that makes them, you know, that much better. It, you know, the Nets want a lot for him. I just don't think they're going to get a lot right away. No. If you're talking about future considerations, maybe. But they have to take what's on the table. Well, they want to stay competitive. 
That's, that's okay. why they're trying. It's okay to stay competitive. Well, the Nets want to stay competitive. That's why they're asking for young assets they're not back. Get all of it. And also, they're not. They. <laughs> what, what gave me a little chuckle is they. They're not considering trading Ben Simmons like you were going to get a trade for him anyway. Nobody wants Ben Simmons. Ben yeah. Simmons hasn't played in forever. You're not going to get a trade for him ben anyway. Ben Simmons had surgery. Ben Simmons has his own issues. He hasn't played in a year and a half. So, so. forget about Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is going to stay there and play whatever. He's going to the frying pan into the fryer. So. Whether or not the issue is whether or not a, a team can show up and give it to them, and whether or not the Nets want to deal with trading him to a team in the East, because you trade him to the Heat, the Heat get better, the Nets get worse. So why would you trade him to your own division when you trade him somewhere west? Yeah, where that's their problem. So I mean, I'm I'm not sure where this goes. He wants to get traded. They're not going to start the season with him. We'll see what happens. I got the next. Yep. One. Chet Holmgren, your boy. Mm-hmm. Is it? Let's see this. Buying in on Chet Holmgren's first game performance in summer. Look, this was most of OKC's regular roster against guys looking for 10-day contracts, but he showed promise. I like that duo of Giddy and Chet looks promising. Yeah, Giddy feeds him the ball, and nice little step-back threes. He can defend the paint really well. He moves very nicely. He's got he's got a nice little Dirk fadeaway, not really equal to Dirk's fadeaway, but looks looks pretty similar. He's got a nice all-round game. I like Chet's game combined with Giddy. Go ahead. I can see you motioning. <sighs> Pump the brakes. Oh, God. Okay, he had 23 points, uh, 7 rebounds, 6 blocks. That's great. Second game, different story. 11 points, and watch out for this. There is Summer League is just this, okay? Yeah. You're not going to find Giannis and them playing in Summer League. Yeah. Summer League's about rookies. Sophomores. Right? Not even. Rookies. Sophomores. Un- undrafted G-leaguers. Yeah. That's what Summer League's about. Guy's looking for a job. Okay? His first game, he's playing against Taco Fall. Taco Fall has been moving around. And Taco yeah. Fall is the guy who gets a considerate clap when he shows up at the Celtics game with like 10 seconds left to play. Yeah. And he's on the court and everybody's cheering. He got manhandled by Kenny Lofton, Lofton Jr. Yeah. Yeah, Kenny Lofton Jr. is six seven and two eighty. Yeah, outweighs him by eighty five pounds, and you saw it. Yeah. I saw the highlights. Chat Holmgren was getting pushed away. He was, he was, he was. So yes, I get the fact that he's getting labeled unicorn, which has been told before with Porzingis. Now that's been scrubbed off his his moniker, and now that's Chet Holmgren known unicorn. And when this other guy shows up next Victor year, he'll be, a, he'll be a unicorn who's far skinnier than Chet Holmgren. I wince when Chet Holmgren plays. I want to see him against guys like Embiid, Giannis. Then we can have a conversation about Rookie of the Year, about you know first team All NBA. Everybody needs to calm down yeah. because he's a rookie and he hasn't played against men. Yeah. And so let's just wait and see what happens because as far as I saw with Kenny Lofton Jr., who will by the way I believe will get a spot in Memphis, he's a big boy and Jack yeah. Holmgren was getting manhandled by him. But will Kenny Lofton Jr. get a spot over a guy like Jaron Jackson? Well, I don't know. I just, look, I think he's good off the bench. I don't think he's going to get a starting job. Yeah. But he showed some things, and he's undrafted. So he's yeah. looking for a job. Yeah. And he's on G League. So, I, I mean, Chet Holmgren is a good player. I think he'll be great. He'll get the ball. He's he's electric for OKC. They're going to hand him the ball all the time. Yeah. And they're saying, well, you know, technically he's not a center. He is a center at seven feet. You're going to put him down low. Yeah. He's going to be going against guys twice his size. Yeah. Well, not really twice his size. He's taller, but... Twice size, size in terms of weight. Muscle. Yeah, he needs to put on some weight. Yeah, okay. he does. Uh, does Chris Paul have a point when he's critical of the NBA playoff structure? 
Christopher, stop it. You choked. Where did you go in that Dallas series? You went to go film the next State Farm commercial. Shut up. You stop being stop being critical of the system so when is, you failed in the so system. This is what Chris Paul said. All I'm saying is we had the best record in the league by eight games and then one small series and your season's over. How's that good for the NBA? You lost! You choked! You have to win 16 games to win the championship! You can't lose more than 12! You can't you can't lose more than 12! You can't lose more than 12. If you lose 13 games, you don't win the championship. You have to win 16 games. So fair to say you're you you absolutely agree with the current stru- and playoff structure. I think the playoff structure is mm. fine. I think it's fine too. I, I think, think it's, it's fine. fine. I mean, it, yeah, it's coming from Chris Paul, so if they, you, you know. Stop it. You guys choked against Dallas, a team that you acted so arrogant against. You looked over your opponent, best record in the West. No one cares about that. It don't mean a thing without the ring. Remember that saying? Stop it. Okay. Uh, the system is fine. Okay, that sounds like you're on the... I, I'm, I'm, I'm not against the current structure. I think, again, it's coming from... I don't know what Chris Paul's going to do to change the format. Because the format's evolved. It could be like NBL here, which is like best three out of five, and that's yeah. it. You know, yeah. the change here. But NBL here is short. So it, I believe the system works. If he's talking about the play-in... I don't think it mattered really in, 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 in Phoenix. No. In Phoenix's case, they were the number one seed. So you, you just wait around. And you had your pick play. of the litter, right? So, so stop complaining about the system when you failed in the system. If you, if you like, if you maybe got robbed in the finals again, again. If you lost in the finals again, you got robbed by a bad decision. Then I'd maybe be sympathetic to your complaining. But you looked over Dallas. You looked over at Dallas, and they were no joke. Okay. Luca is no joke. All right, all right, calm down, calm down. Don't get upset. All right, go. How does the go- signing of Goran Dragic help the Bulls? It gives him a nice dimension off the bench. I like. I love jo- Goran Dragic. Uh, he's I mean, despite his advanced age, I think he's very. He's still good at the NBA level. It give- and considering injuries, uh, they didn't have much depth at the gu- at the point guard position. So I think it gives him a nice. Nice guy off the bench as either a starter. And he played well in the first round. Uh, it played well in the first round for the Nets. So I think that it gives him a nice uh, guard off the bench, especially for injuries or underperformance or just that extra extra push in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I don't think there's – I don't – it's a nice signing. He's good in the playoffs. That's if the Bulls can make the playoffs and actually do something in the playoffs rather than – just Wilter? Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a veteran. That's what you need. You know, it wasn't only a couple of years ago that he were playing for a championship. He was there. He got injured very badly, which really affected the Heat's outcome. And I think his his presence or lack thereof would have helped the Heat, I think, make make more more noise against the Lakers. And it gives, again, it gives somebody off the bench to, to spell uh, Lonzo. If Lonzo can come back from what happened to him. So, yeah. uh, look, I mean... Whatever, I don't really care about the Bulls, but you know, congratulations to them signing Goran Dragic. Does that move the needle for the Bulls to get past another round? I don't know. I don't I'm not think sure. so because other teams are better than the Bulls right now. We know that. So, I mean, good luck to them. Yeah. Are the Orioles playing better than we thought? Now, well, they're in the they're in the, they're in the they are kind of, but they're in the AL East. They're forty and forty four. Um, they're. 20 games back from the Yankees. But let's look at the wild card. Where, where would the, If the wild card were to start, where would they be? They'd be, I think, just outside of it. 
Because they're only one yeah. game behind Toronto. Forget about the Yankees for a second. No one's catching the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, okay? yeah. Okay? They're 20 games behind the Yankees, but they're only, you know, a, fairly one, a few games behind the, the, the Blue Jays. I mean, 40-44. No one expected the Orioles to even get, yeah. win, get 40 wins. Well, they've got some good guys coming through. Ryan Mountcastle, I like his, like his promise. <laughs> Excuse me. Austin Hayes, I like his promise. They've got some guys who can perform, but I just don't think they're still looking for that impact player. They're, they're, the biggest problem for the Orioles over the past uh, few years has been developing pitching. They, haven't, they can never develop pitching. Yeah. It's been every pitcher that they've had which they haven't developed, and all of those pitchers have gone, gone on to different teams and had at least good, good re, become core members or respectable players, okay. respectable pitchers in their own right. Or, in the case of Kevin Gossman, outright Cy Young contenders. So, mm-hmm. it's, not a, it's not a fluke. It's a trend. So, they need to develop pitching. Because right now their pitching is a bit eh, meh. Right. I mean, look. No one expects the Orioles to set the world on fire now. They've yeah. had a lot. They, you know, if we go back in the time, in the time capsule, in the, you know, in the mid to late 90s, they were successful. They went to, they went to playoffs. They lost playoffs. They lost against the Yankees in that famous, you know, hit by Jeter where the fan grabbed the ball over the yep. head. They've lost some had some heartbreaking losses. Now they have lean periods. But I'm looking at the, st- the the standings now. The two wild cards are Tampa and Boston, right? Yep. But the Orioles are only five games behind both of those teams. Yeah. It's a big. It's look. There's a lot of teams above them. They'd have to leapfrog Toronto, Seattle, Cleveland, and the White Sox. I'm not saying they're going to get there, but I'm saying it's more. It's Surprising to me. I'm not, I did not expect I'm that. not convinced they'll they'll be able to cash a race. I'm not convinced. I think the Rays are a lot better a lot better schemes. They have a lot lot more depth. Uh Shane McClanahan has been really, really good this season. So I don't think they're gonna catch the Rays. Well, let's um, see what happens. Not even the not even the I don't think they'll even catch the Blue Jays, honestly. Okay. Alright. Moving on. You take this one. Should Shohei be considered to win the AL MVP for a second time? I think he if he stays healthy, then he's got a legitimate shot. He's putting up good numbers as all as always, as we've come to expect from Shohei Otani. Um and even on a bad team, he's still amazing. So if he stays healthy, he's got he'll always be I think it's come to the point where baseball is recognized he's always gonna be in the running for the AL MVP. As long as he's healthy, and he's been healthy for the past two seasons, they because remember when they brought him in from 2019, 2000, 2018, 2020 period, he was always it was always that shoulder. They they never they never really let him pitch because of that shoulder, because mm. because it was just that shoulder that wouldn't wouldn't hold up. Now that shoulder is holding up, he can really emphasize his two way dynamic, mm-hmm. and that's what's that's what's giving him the edge over guys like Vlad, mm. so uh, over guys like Vlad and Judge. So I think he'll always be in the running as as long as he he stays healthy. Yeah, uh, I suppose the idea of the. Him being a, a dual threat more made sense more before the DH rule changed. Well, they they made a rule specifically I for know, him. I know the rules him, but I mean, yeah, I'm I wouldn't be surprised. I think you can't forget the fact that Aaron Judge is on a on a tear to hit sixty home runs. Yeah, you can't forget the player in Houston who's playing very well. Uh, yeah. Jordan Alvarez. Jordan Alvarez is playing great. So either one of those guys. Could potentially be the AL MVP. Yeah. Uh, both teams are right up there, and then you have the Angels who aren't going to go anywhere. Yeah. And are stuck with even you know, with Trout healthy. 
Yeah, yeah he was not healthy, good. but you know, Shohei is the reason is the draw. He's the reason why fans are showing up there. Yeah. He's the reason why fans are actually sitting in that stadium to begin with. Yeah. So I believe it's 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 a very good chance he could win the AL MVP, despite the fact that he's on a really bad team. That's not his fault. Yeah. But he's playing and giving them chances. You know, they've won games. Two generational talents on one team, and they keep getting wasted. Well, it's the, it's just the, it's just the Angels. What are you going to do? But they, again, I and you know who you know exactly who's at fault for that. Okay, I don't even I need don't to say listen, it. I don't want to listen to it. I know, I know exactly the guy. It's like we're best friends. I don't even need to say it. You don't even need to. You don't bother. Congratulations, Joey Chestnut. I never yeah. thought I'd be talking about yeah. uh, Joey athletic Chestnut. Eating. It's called athletic <laughs> on, eating. On here, sixty-three hot dogs. One hot dog every nine seconds. Seconds. It's his fifteenth straight year of winning the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. Okay, so Joey Joey Chestnut uh, every year the Fourth of July Nathan's hot dogs holds an eating contest. Kobayashi, who was his competitor for many yeah. years, uh, maybe he just tapped out. He's been tapping out for a well, while. Well, that was a big rivalry. And it was, that but sort of... I don't, I don't, I don't rate food eating as far as the, being yeah. an athlete. You just have to have a big stomach. And a whole lot of well, time. Well, you, you also to be on need the toilet for the next several. Well, days. you also need to uh, contort your body and condition your body to do that. So I, so, I mean, it's it's that's you know, dare to dream. Joey Chestnut's gonna keep doing this until he probably will die on the table eating Nathan's hot dogs. Maybe twenty or thirty years from now, yeah. that's where he'll end up. That's where he started. He's a, congratulations. He's, to he's him. just a straight. No demon. one else wants him. He's a straight. On or around three years ago, yep. the Clippers made the move. Getting Paul George and signing Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard. Leonard. They signed Kawhi Leonard as a f- true free agent, right. and they traded for Paul George. Um, that was where everyone completely went mental, and so did I when I saw that. I'm like, wow. So, the, but it hasn't really turned out any the way anyone's hoped. The 2020 season was uh, has been their best shot as of that late. Was the yeah, that was the yeah, bubble, bubble, and they choked in uh, hilarious. Fashion, yeah, they did. Um, it hasn't worked out, I think, because both guys have been injured separately or at the same time. Because last season they were injured for the better part of the season together. Paul George came back, but obviously Kawhi is, didn't come back. Yeah. So you'd hope this season he comes back. Yeah. Kawhi's there. George George is there. John Wall's there. Yeah. They the Clippers are going to be pretty scary. You would have if you're the Lakers, you would have hoped they would have built the arena yeah. now. Yeah. Because they're going to be playing in there, and you'll be watching them. Playing better than you, they have a better roster, and they got a pretty good coach in Tyloo. Yeah, so I, 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 look, I, you know, I've been eating crow about the Tyloo uh, hire as well. Worked out for them. I, I was, I, I've been eating crow about Tyloo. He's been, he's been really good. You for eat the a lot Lakers. of crow. Yeah, okay, I do eat crow. Next, happy birthdays, Shoei. Shoei Otani. We already talked enough about him. 28, 28 years old. Generational, ta- generational talent. Uh, for for the Angels, whether he thrives on the Halo uh, Halos or has playoff success on the Halos is to be determined. Oh, well, when it's but, time for a re-up on the contract, it's show me the money. But he's there, yep. and he deserves any contract that he's been given. I think he has a legit shot to be the highest-paid player in baseball. Yep. Um, Last one, Zion. Zion Williamson. Uh, also, uh, some people might call him Greg Oden 2.0. Um, maybe, but he's a fantastic player. Uh, he's shown that he's a fantastic player. He played eighty games. Well, the, games. the the small sample size of the NBA level showed me that he's a good he's he's he can be an All Star level player. He's yeah, that so good. He's got he's got no reason now to not play. He signed an extension. He's healthy. He's got a good team around him with McCollum and Ingram. There McCollum, Ingram, the, Alvarado. There are pieces on Valachunas. that team. There are pieces on the team now. 
Uh, he just needs to stay healthy. healthy. That's all they need. That's it. And if he can stay healthy this season, they're a force to be reckoned with. To definitely reckoned with in the West. I think that if he stays healthy, the Pels are a legit shot to be in the top four in the West. Yeah, I, we'll see. I think they did really. I think they could. We'll I, see. Maybe even, maybe even straight playoffs. Not Don't even put yourself too far ahead. Yeah, I know. I know, but they they have a legit shot to at least go straight playoffs and not just the play-in. That's it. Anyway, that's our show for for this for this uh, Saturday. Saturday. If you're coming from TikTok, welcome. welcome. We do this thing one or two times a week. Uh, next week we will have more baseball in store. Mm-hmm. All Star Weekend is coming. Yep. Uh, so we will review some of the picks for the team for the teams, maybe. Maybe. And we'll see, and we'll review how it, most some of the more notable stories. Uh, more NBA offseason, more NFL NFL previews. Uh, it's all here. We'll see you next time. Bye.